Welcome to the Fifth Quarter Podcast. My name is Rick Samprin. Well, it wasn't the prettiest game of the season, but the Ticats got the job done in Ottawa and are 7-2 for the first time since 1998. This is the Fifth Quarter Podcast on AM 900 CHML. Hello, football fans in Hamilton from coast to coast and around the world. This is the fifth quarter. It's powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. My name's Rick Samprin, in for another edition of uh, your favorite Ticats postgame show as the Tiger Cats are under a minute away from wrapping up yet another victory this time in Ottawa as they lead the Red Blacks 21-7, 42 ticks left on the old clock as the Ticats are going to win again. This was their first meeting against the Red Blacks, and they're gonna they're gonna be seven and two heading into next week's game in BC. Seven and two, and it's not even Labor Day. And again, this game isn't over yet, but I mean it's over for all intents and purposes. It was a Well, let's just say it wasn't an entertaining game. I was going to say it wasn't an entertaining first half. It was a brutal first half. It was uh, a a lackluster affair in Ottawa, and I'm talking about both teams. Second half, way better than the first. But at the end of the day, it is a Ticats win in the capital. So not only will the Cats move to 7-2, more importantly, they have beaten another division opponent. Ottawa now 3 and six. And this was a game that it did. In the first half, it did not look like either team wanted to win or either offense wanted to win because Dane Evans was giving the football to Ottawa. Ottawa's offense couldn't do anything with the football. And at the end of the day, the Ticats are going home with a win. 21 7 is the score for Hamilton as of this moment. There's about 20 seconds left in this football game. Again, my name is Rick Samprin. The phones are open at 905-645-3221 star 9900 on your cell. You can email your thoughts on today's football game. That email address is rick at 900chml.com. Broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can send us a note that way, or you can also tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. And uh, vote for your player of the game as well, at AM900CHML, at Rick Zamprin, via Twitter. Ticats and Red Blacks, after the first quarter of play, it was tied (laughs) 1-1. Funny scoreline. 1-1 after one quarter of play. That's That's how unentertaining that first quarter was. After two quarters of play, the Ticats were up. Four to one. Four to one after two quarters of play. And yeah, the defenses were playing well. But the offenses were, ugh. It was if they hadn't practiced all week. But we know that they have. They just couldn't convert when the opportunities arose. More so for Ottawa. Man, their offense just stinks. Just plain stinks and they have some serious issues i think going forward especially at the quarterback position because dominic davis was horrible today jonathan jennings came in didn't do much only threw i think six passes then they went back to davis and he was just as bad as what he started the game 
So, yeah, well, the game was highlighted by sputtering offenses. There were a number of mistakes, and some made by the Ticats. And three in particular that uh, we can toss around as, speaking of tossing, Red Blacks go for a Hail Mary at the end of the game, and it is a final 21-7. Ticats will beat Ottawa. Uh, Davis heaved one into the end zone, but it was ruled incomplete. Uh, Those three mistakes, before we get to your calls, tweets, and emails, the David Watford failed run on second and goal where he tried the, the end around. That didn't work. He got stuffed. Two interceptions by Dane Evans, both in the end zone. Now now you're taking points off the board. Not only are you not getting a touchdown, you're not getting a field goal, or at least a field goal attempt. And then the botched field goal in the third quarter. These things will happen. At least it didn't happen at a crucial point of the game. The D played great, but again, Ottawa's offense, terrible. And there's one other concerning thing, or at least red flag for me, and that's the injury to Ted Laurent. He went down in the first half with a quad injury. We don't know how serious it is. He did not come back into the ballgame. But if Big Teddy goes down, A, that's a big hole on the D-line, but B, another guy on Hamilton's injured list. And how many more players are going to go on that list. You know, Masoli's gone for the year. Sean Thomas Erlington out for a few weeks. Delvin Bro has been added to the six-game injured list. Malik Irons is on that list as well. Uh, the injury bug is starting to hit the Ticats. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com. Give me your thoughts. Vote for your player of the game as the Ticats beat Ottawa 21-7 to in the nation's capital today. Tweet us. Use the hashtag fifth quarter at Rick Zamprin or at am900chml. And we're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. Hello to all our fans watching. You can also chime in on Facebook. Send us a note about uh, your thoughts on today's game. My player of the game. Braylon Addison, Uh, he didn't get in the end zone today, but he had eight catches for 100 yards. He had five carries for 16 yards. And a guy who is, I think, proven more so, more so proven his worth to this team. He he is a multifaceted, multi-talented game breaker. Great speed, great hands, uh, versatile. He could run the ball. We've seen him pass the ball. Braylon Addison is my player of the game. What do you think? Let's go to the phones here. Dave is first off the hop. Hey, Dave, how are you? Not too bad, thanks, Rick. A win's a win. I mean, they got to win these. They got to win these games because uh, the ones upcoming are going to be tougher. Uh, They can't afford to play like this out west when they play some of those teams. Um, You know, it could have could have been a blowout this game if a couple things would have went one way or the other um, for us. Uh, a couple, a lot of drop passes. I say uh, this uh, new running back we have that they activated uh, seems to be a good power runner. Cameron Marshall is, yeah. This Cameron was his second start of the season. Uh, I don't think his fitness level is there quite yet because he missed the first uh, six weeks. He was on the injured list. He is rehabbing a knee injury that he suffered last year, and uh, but he, he showed today that he is a powerful running back. Yeah, I don't think this guy's going to cut a forty, fifty yard run usually, but uh, he he seems to be pretty good at you know. Um, being one of those power backs when you need to get five, ten yards, he can uh, have a good shot at getting it. Um, yeah, you know, it's just uh, I hope Ted's not. Uh, it's a very, a very unserious. Addison definitely give him a, 
give him the player of the game. Uh, that interference call on uh, Seahoff in the end zone, I would have I would have kept it because if you <laughs> he punched him in the face if you looked at it. Yeah, totally. I, I was surprised with that one. You know, but you know. Uh, you know, I hate. I'm not gonna not gonna intimate the CFL judges don't favor other teams over Hamilton. I, we're not gonna intimate that. I'd never say that. I might think it, but I'll never say that. Um, so let's hope uh, they can. Uh, you know, Devons is gonna take a while to develop. Um, you know, he, he missed some passes out there, but all in all, um, you know, he's got to be better in the red zone. But a lot of quarterbacks do. I'm still, you know, he's uh, not Jeremiah Mazzoli, but then again, he hasn't had the same amount of playing time. Great arm. If he gets his vision vision a little better uh, out there. I think, uh, you know, he's still developing. And the fact we're going to be in the playoff spot, so he's got time to develop. Um, so, you know, there's there were rewards on this win too, but the win's a win, and uh, hopefully we can uh, keep healthy. I mean, the injury bug every year seems to be hitting the Ticats hard, and it's uh, kind of kind of frustrating uh, at times. Um, I just, uh, you know, hopefully things will fall in place and the Stars will line up for us uh, soon. But, uh you know, can't really, uh, you can't be really too upset when they win. Just that, you know, uh, it was an ugly win, but it's a win, right? A win is a win is a win. Dave, appreciate the call. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Dave brought up a couple of good points. Number one, the upcoming schedule. Now, the next two games, certainly winnable games. Well, I mean, we, we should be saying this. This team is 7-2. and two. They should win the next two games. They're at B.C., I know it's a tough place to play. I know it's the time change. It's a 10 p.m. start time. We'll be on the air at 1 in the morning. Next Saturday, one week from tonight. And then it's the Labor Day Classic, Tim Hortons Field, Ticats and Argos. And we all know the struggles of Toronto. That's a team that is down in the dumps at 1-7. and seven. So your next two games, the combined record of Hamilton's opponents is 2-15. and 15. Darn right they should win those two games. Whether it's handily or not, they should pick up the W, and that was the case today. Who cares what the final score was? At least they won an ugly game. And in years past, we were on this show thinking, what was that? I mean, it was a game that either team could have won. It was one of those ugly games, and more often than not, the other team was winning those games. Not this year. And there's a couple of reasons for that. We'll get to it's later on in the show. But Dave, I think, was more so reflecting on an upcoming stretch that is coming up after the Labor Day Classic. So after Labor Day, it is a murderer's row in terms of the Ticat schedule because they're in Calgary, they're in Edmonton, they're in Winnipeg, and then they host the Eskimos. That is a ridiculous, ridiculous four-game stretch. Three straight road games against, really, for this season, the three powers in the West in Calgary, Edmonton, and Winnipeg. Even though Winnipeg may not have Matt Nichols for a while, but still, that is a tough team to beat, especially in the peg. And then facing Edmonton, which, again, is a super talented team on both sides of the ball. And then playing in Calgary, and we know how this team has played in Calgary over the last decade or so. Hasn't been fun. Been a lot of entertaining close games, but hasn't been fun. Uh, So two votes right now for Braylon Addison for player of the game, myself and Dave. 
Have a thought on today's game? Vote for your player of the game, 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Send me an email, rick at 900chml.com, at Rick Samprin or at am900chml on Twitter. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. And we're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You have some comments coming in. We'll get to those in a matter of minutes. Don't forget to subscribe to the Fifth Quarter Podcast as well. It's on Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, wherever you download your favorite podcast. Back to the phones. Frank is in Hamilton. Frank, thanks for calling the Fifth Quarter. Hey, Rick. How's it going? I'm, I'm pleased with today's result. I don't know. Offensively, certainly a lot of points were left on the board. Defensively, they played well, I thought. Special teams was eh, comme si comme ça. But in the end, they got the W. Yeah, I, I have to agree with you. I'm, I'm very the same. I was very disappointed at the 1-1 one, one and 4-1. And actually, I was calling some friends going, hey, like you know what? I think we need a very experienced CFL quarterback. Um, I think Evans is doing the doing a good job. He's trying, but I honestly don't think. And you just said yourself that when we face at Calgary, at Edmonton, at Winnipeg, I mean we're going to get obliterated. I mean, you got to score. You're in the scoring zone. You got to score. And whether it's three points, one point, or seven points, or eight points if you go for the two, it's just uh, it was very frustrating. Um, honestly, I had a lot to say, but now I've uh, kind of lost words. But uh, anyway, you're, you were uh, that enthralled with the game, eh? Yeah, it was just insane. I'm like, man, like you should be like I phoned my sister and I said you should be 31 to one right now. Like, what are you doing? Like, it was just you know the defense played well, okay, good enough to win against a terrible team. Um. I think Ottawa's got some big problems coming ahead of them, but uh, wow! If you, if even like you you brought up Winnipeg when you without Nichols, I think Strebler is a pretty good quarterback, and if he gets his chance, he's going to make the best of it. And so anyway, that's all I really had to say. And uh, well, before we let you go, who's your player of the game? Give us your vote. You know, I I like the way Marshall played. I really did. Brandon Marshall. All right, good vote. Thanks a lot, Frank. All right, take care. You too. 905-645-3221, star 9900. Get your vote in on whether it's Cameron Marshall, Braylon Addison, or someone else. For your player of the game today, it's the Ticats beat Ottawa 21-7. Allen also voting for Cameron Marshall. He tweets at Rick Samprin, love the work of Cameron Marshall today in the backfield. Rumble, baby, rumble. Player of the game is the Tiger Cats defense. So he's going with the D, which, yeah. Played great, forced three turnovers at the end. A fumble, a couple of turnovers on downs, did not score any points off turnovers, but neither did Ottawa as well. They also had three turnovers, two interceptions, and that field goal, that botched field goal, where it was a high snap and Luke Tasker couldn't bring it down. But Ottawa, with three turnovers, could not score any points either. Both defenses played really well in this football game. Hamilton's more than Ottawa's, but still, it was a defensive chess match because neither offenses were doing much, to be honest. Ticats 21, Red Blacks 7, Hamilton is now 7-2, and two, tops once again, not only in the East Division, but the Canadian Football League because of their previous victory over the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, who are tops in the West. 
Uh, Ottawa will fall to three and six now. So the East looks like this: Hamilton seven and two. Uh, it is Montreal three and four. The Alouettes are in Calgary as we speak. They have a three nothing lead on the Stampeders early on in that football game. And then Toronto is at one and seven, last in the division. Uh, four points back of Ottawa for third. Out west, Winnipeg seven and two, Edmonton six and three, Calgary, which I mentioned in action tonight, is five and three. The Rough Riders also five and three. So really a logjam from first to fourth, only separated by four points or two wins. And then BC rounding out the pack out west with a record of one and eight. Ticats in BC one week from tonight. It's a 10 p.m. kickoff at BC Play Stadium between the Tiger Cats and the Lions. We'll be on the air in and around 1 a.m. Jim on Twitter says uh, seven and two after nine, and I'm feeling pretty fine. With a little more luck, this game wouldn't have even been close. The whole defense is my choice for player of the game. Only seven points allowed and no touchdowns. Got a bunch of hashtags, Oski, Wee Wee, Ticats, and fifth quarter. Defensively, there were a few, well, there were more than a few bright spots. As a whole, this team played quite well. I know Ottawa got some yardage at the end, but Hamilton was really playing some prevent defense because they knew they were up by a couple of scores and they were keeping all of the Ottawa players in front of them. Justin Tuggle, Frankie Williams, Simone Lawrence, all with five defensive tackles. Rico Murray, Carriel Brooks with four. And in the quarterback sack department, Cameron Walker with the only sack in the ballgame for the Tiger Cats. Ottawa had two, one by Avery Ellis and the other by Michael Wakefield. And uh, defensively, just wanted to get into the total yards aspect. Uh, 338 for Ottawa, which is kind of surprising because they didn't do anything in the first couple of quarters especially. And Hamilton total yards, 433. Time of possession also in Hamilton's favor, 34 minutes, 52 seconds to Ottawa's 2508. And if you're thinking about the quarterbacks and how they did, not particularly well, (laughs) to be honest. Dominic Davis was 20 of 40, 238 yards passing. Jonathan Jennings came in for... um, a little respite or a little relief. He was two of six for 31 yards. Dane Evans on the afternoon, 24 of 39. That is a 61.5% completion percentage. Threw for 299 yards, one touchdown. This one smarts, though, those two interceptions and both of them coming in the end zone. That just cannot happen. You don't want to see that. Do you want to turn the ball over? All right, I understand that's going to happen, but not in the red zone, and you just can't be picked off in the end zone. Those types of plays will come back to to haunt and to hurt you. You just simply can't turn the ball over when you're in line to get some points. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can send me an email, rick at 900chml.com, with your thoughts on today's game. Vote for your player of the game. Alan has sent an email, as he always does, for the fifth quarter. Hey, Rick, it's Alan from St. Catharines. It was a low-scoring game, but I thought we played all right. The injury bug is really starting to pile up, but hopefully Ted Laurent is not serious. That's a huge hole to fill. On offense, Addison played amazing today, and it was nice to see Tasker get the ball more. I thought Cameron Marshall looked good, averaging about seven yards per carry. We need the next two wins because we're on the road after that with Calgary, Edmonton, and then Winnipeg. Edmonton is the only team we haven't beaten yet. I think they have a total of 30 sacks this year, and the quarterback 
and we had 24 going into today's game. I think Edmonton and Hamilton have the best defenses. I honestly don't think we need a different quarterback. Our defense has kept big teams from scoring a lot, and our offense with Dane Evans has been all right. It's a battle of backup quarterbacks this year. Let's ride the wave. We're 7-2. No need to make a change midseason. Player of the game, Addison. Honorable mention, Marshall. So another vote for Cam, or for Braylon Addison as uh, he continues to lead the player of the game category. Let's get some comments in from CHML's Facebook page. Uh, we have Ari, player of the game, the entire defense. How about that defense? And Frankie Williams need to fully utilize Cameron Marshall in the red zone. No excuse. Good to see Tasker back involved. Evans also totally controlled this game with phenomenal ball control, excluding the errors. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a really poor first half in terms of getting points on the board, obviously. I mean, it was 4-1 to one after the first half. The Ticats were kind of moving the ball on offense. I mean, they had some good plays here and there. They were moving the ball in between the 20s, and they certainly had an opportunity uh, first and goal, or pardon me, no, it was uh, second and goal from the three, and they brought in David Watford, and he just couldn't get into the end zone. Uh, Cameron Marshall wasn't an option on that short yardage goal-to-go play, and I thought they could have made him an option because he was running the ball exceptionally well today. Frank writes, uh, Black isn't that good, good of a kicker. Never hit one past 50 yards. Slow game, but a win is a win. Ticats, baby. I'm not sure who he's referring to in terms of Black. Is he talking about Lewis Ward? Uh, I wouldn't agree with the comment because he's a great kicker. <laughs> he just he had his record, uh, 69 consecutive field goal, a pro football record, 69 consecutive field goal record snapped today. And uh, he, I think he ended up two for three. Yes, he did. That's a record that may... I know records are made to be broken, but 69 field goals in a row? That is incredible. The next closest was Adam Vinatieri of uh, the Indianapolis Colts, 44 in a row, which is a crazy number. 69. Unbelievable. And Ward missed from 31. I mean, that was a makeable, not a chip shot, but I mean, that's that's really an extra point. Troy on CHML's Facebook page says, if I can give my player of the game to anyone, it would have to be the entire defense. Outstanding effort from them tonight. If I had to pick just one, has to be Cariel Brooks. Made plays all game. I'm really liking Cariel Brooks. He's, he's really come into his own. Now he's kind of bounced around over the last couple of seasons in a different, of, uh, different uh, defensive spots. But at the end of the day, I think he's grown into his own uh, where he is in the secondary, and I think he's played well. And that secondary he's played quite well. Tunde Adelike, I like him at the safety spot. It's tough seeing Delvin Brogo on the six-game injured list. They're trying to get some info on uh, what is ailing him, what the exact injury is, but the team has not divulged yet that as of yet. So we'll play the waiting game in terms of Delvin Bro's future, but again, he's on the six-game list. Brad on uh, CHML's Facebook page votes for his player of the game, uh, Braylon Addison. So Addison leading the pack. Ari also on Facebook saying, uh, Rick, Calgary and Winnipeg are both going to be down to their first, down their first string quarterback when we play them. Games won't be as tough as you feel. Well, Bolivai Mitchell, I think, might be back, probably will be back by the time the Ticats face him. Because we're thinking, uh, what's going on here? One, two, three more weeks. The Ticats take on the Stampeders. It's actually four more weeks because they have the bye week there. So in a month's time, yeah, Bo Levi Mitchell will be back. 
So, yeah, that, that's going to be a tough stretch, no matter who's playing quarterback for the Calgary Stampeders, because it's in Calgary. They have a darn good football team, as we know. By the way, Montreal still beating the Stampeders 3-0 in Calgary tonight. Back to Twitter, Jim says, or pardon me, Bev says, Hi, I agree with your choice of player of the game. We'll take the win, but question mark. I think but question mark is only 21-7, to only 4-1 to at halftime, only 1-1 after the first quarter. Yeesh. That wasn't fun to watch. Chime in with your thoughts here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. You can call in, star 9900 on your cell. Use a landline, or I mean, you can use the cell to call 905-645-3221. Send us a note on Twitter at Rick Samprin or at AM900CHML. Vote for your player of the game as well. Or send me an email, rick at 900CHML.com. We're also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can chime in there as well. Back to Twitter we go. At Rick Samprin, Jim tweets, once again, ugly, but the good teams win those. Player of the game, Marshall, a different type of back to compliment Addison on the ground, perhaps at least until Thomas Erlington and or Irons return. O-line gets mentioned as, I think, no sacks allowed. There are actually two uh, sacks by the Ottawa Red Blacks today. But uh, Dane Evans has been well protected, as was Masoli earlier on in the season. Uh, This Ticats O-line has done a, a more than decent job of keeping the quarterback upright. Daver on Twitter says, win is a win. Left Tom's, left, I think it was tons of points on the field. Uh, defense was stellar. Need to keep Marshall running. He's a horse player of the game. Addison, offense still needs work. Marshall can be impactful if they use him right. Keep him in the game plan. Acklin was huge to hashtag fifth quarter. So Cameron Marshall today, 12 carries, 92 yards. He averaged 7.7 per carry. That is impressive. This is a guy who, for the first several weeks, was on the six-game injured list. Coming back from that knee injury last year. Gets his second straight start today. And the Ticats haven't been feeding them the ball 20 to 25 times. Just 12 carries today and kind of sparingly. A couple of carries here, a couple of carries there. Anthony Coombs comes in, gives Marshall a breather. Here's a guy going forward in Cameron Marshall that might be a big weapon. I'm not sure he's 100% fit because of the uh, you know first six weeks on the injured list. But yeah, he was practicing in the latter uh, portion of that six-game injured list stint, or at least on the sidelines doing some drills. But he might be a guy, especially as the weather turns, only a couple of weeks from September. As the weather turns, you need these kind of power backs to power you through. Coombs had four carries for 17 yards. Addison, as I mentioned earlier, five carries for 16 yards. And David Watford, the third string, now short yardage quarterback, three carries for eight yards. He had a rushing touchdown as well. Through the air, Addison had eight receptions for 100 yards. Tasker, six for 83. Jalen Acklin, three for 46 and a touchdown. Brandon Banks, just two catches tonight. He was targeted six times. Two catches for 24 yards. And Mike Jones had a catch for 22. So Brandon Banks, although he had a couple of opportunities, Ottawa paying special attention to him. And he had a couple of drop balls, a couple of balls that were thrown either too low or too high. One was intercepted in the end zone. Not the best of games for Brandon Banks, but hey, uh, those ones will come about from time to time.
Uh, we got Don on the phone. We'll get to Don when we come back here on the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. Welcome back. Fifth quarter powered by Eastgate Ford here on 900 CHML. Ticats 21, Red Blacks 7. Hamilton now 7-2 and two on the season. Ottawa falls to 3-6. and six. One week from tonight, the Ticats will be back in action, taking on the Lions in BC. That's going to be a 10 p.m. kickoff. We'll be on the air at 1 a.m. talking Ticats and CFL action. And hopefully another Tiger Cats win. Especially after a game like this. I know BC's 1-8, and eight, but it's still in BC, and it's always a tough place to play, and that time change will get you. I remember calling the games, and the time change would get me. And here's these guys pouring their blood, sweat, and tears down on the field, and uh, they they must have been gassed by the fourth quarter. I mean, that's that's a tough environment to play in. Uh, Out-of-town scoreboard, Montreal still leading the Calgary Stampeders 3-0. That in the late stages of the first quarter. Who is your player of the game tonight as the Cats pick up their seventh victory of the season? Email me your thoughts, rick at 900chml.com, on Twitter at am900chml, or at Rick Samprin. Use the hashtag fifth quarter. Uh, or give us a call, star 9900 on your cell, or 905-645-3221. That's where we find Don in Hamilton. Hey, Don. Hi, Rick. Um, just want to say I think this uh, another game that our defense bailed us out. I mean, I'm very concerned about our offense. Uh, two interceptions in their end zone. Uh, I, I'm very concerned about this offense. I, I, I think the defense is probably one of the best in the league, but our offense, I, I don't know where to rate them. Um, I, I just think without our defense, our record would not be what it is. I agree with you 100%, especially now that Masoli's gone down with the injury. 100% this defense, and even the special teams unit, is carrying this team right now. Yeah, yeah, and that, and that concerns me because... Uh, if we're to be a great cup contender, we need to see more of this offense, and especially out of Evans. So, and that's the question. Can he, how, how confident are you that he can get to the level where it's not a weekly question mark for you? Well, based on his last three performances, I'm very concerned. Yeah, I, you know what? I'm in the same boat with you. I mean, the jury's still on on him. I think, I, I see that he has the talent, we we have not not even close seen it for a whole game. And I'll tell you, some of those play calls, like 
second down with one yard to go or two yards to go, and he's throwing flare passes when he's got a guy like Marshall in the backfield? Like, I don't get it. Now, who's calling, who's calling these plays? Yeah, that'll be offensive coordinator Tommy Condell. That is a prime example of a coach out coaching himself. You need one yard, forget the bubble screen. I know it might be a big play, but do a QB sneak, hand the ball off. You need one yard. And, and then there was another play when it was second and one, and he's in a shotgun formation. I'm going, what the heck? What is he doing? Yeah, sometimes they're puzzling. Who's your player of the game tonight? I would say, uh, well, I don't know. You can pick any of the defensive uh, 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 defensive backs. I thought they they all played well. All right. Don, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Thank you. We'll give it to the whole defense for Don. I know he said defensive backs. Let's just give it to the whole D. Make it interesting. They're just a couple of votes back of Braylon Addison. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. Vote for your player of the game and uh, talk about uh, what you liked about today's game, what you didn't like about today's game, or some of the scheduling uh, games that are going to be coming up for the Ticats. Could be a tough stretch, very tough stretch in a couple of weeks' time after they take on the Lions in BC, after the Labor Day Classic at Tim Hortons Field. 1 p.m. start, by the way, this year, which I really love. Much better than the 6.30. And then it's the Murderer's Row schedule at Calgary, at Edmonton, at Winnipeg. Then they host the Eskimos and then close it out with three interdivision games. They host the Red Blacks, they're in Montreal, and their last regular season game, November the 2nd, at home against the Argonauts. So with seven wins right now, it's not even Labor Day. Let's just play the schedule win-loss game. This team is 7-2 right now. Let's give them a win in BC. So they're 8-2. They should beat the Argos. They're 9-2. They go to Calgary. All right, we'll give it to the Stamps. 9-3. They're in Edmonton. Let's say 9-4. Oh, oh, it's a two-game losing streak. Let's say they beat Winnipeg. So they're 10-4. They come home, they beat Edmonton. They're 11 and 4. Can this team go 14 and 4 with wins over Ottawa, Montreal, and Toronto? I mean, it's possible. Even 13 and 5, I don't think is out of the question at all. At all. Yeah, I know that this team has some deficiencies offensively with Dane Evans compared to Jeremiah Masoli. Just because we have not seen Evans play, I think, up to par for an entire game. It seems the first half he needs is the warm-up. And come the third quarter, okay, now we're finally starting not only to move the ball, but get some points on the board. On CHML's Facebook page, Brad writes, No more popcorn for Banks pregame. He had a bad case of butterfingers tonight. Like the old adage, defense wins games. Yeah, I think the defense, in part, won tonight's game. But I think Ottawa's horrific offense kind of helped out. Here's a tweet from Shannon at Rick Samprin. With Masoli in a contract year and June Jones moving to the XFL, do you think moving forward Jones tries to recruit Masoli to play there? Evans is winning games and making a case for a starter 
of this team. Hashtag fifth quarter. Mentioned this, I think it was last last week, two weeks ago. That, uh, yeah, June Jones is with the Houston franchise of the the new Extreme Football League, the second incarnation, or the reincarnation of the XFL. And, yeah, there's no doubt in my mind that he's going to be in Jeremiah Masoli's ear because Masoli works well under Jones's offensive system. The run and shoot seem to fit. Jeremiah Masoli really brought him into the fore in the Canadian Football League. There's, there is another part to this question, though. And that is, well, there's uh, several parts. Number one, do the Ticats want Masoli back, knowing that he has a torn ACL? Is he going to be back to what he once was? That's also a question for June Jones and the Houston XFL franchise. Do they want a guy coming off an ACL injury? Yeah, they can bring him to camp, and he might work out, but what if he doesn't? So the, we'll obviously be keeping an eye on that, because I don't think there's any secret that June Jones would love Jeremiah Masoli to play on his football team. Jeff, off that tweet from Shannon writes, no, he is not. Evans is not a starting QB caliber. And I think right now, I think he's got a great point. Jeff makes a good point. Right now, I don't think Dane Evans, if you were to hold a CFL quarterback draft and your team, you know, one through nine, where is Dane Evans being drafted? He's not in the first five, probably not in the first six. Might not even be in the first seven. When you look at the quarterbacks who are out there. But he finds himself as the starting QB for the Tiger Cats. And he's just got to make it work. Email from Kevin. Uh, Rick, I know you called me out last week for calling the officials Bush. How about this game? Still the same. These guys are pathetic. Too many bias and objective calls. Bush. So Ottawa was penalized nine times for 140, or pardon me, 124 yards. Ticats flagged nine times for 84 yards. But thinking back, you know, I know, I know there was a few challenge flags thrown tonight, a couple on the pass interference calls. I don't really recall one that was really egregious. I mean, the one on Coffee in the end zone... I think could have gone either way. I thought it was pass interference and it was overturned and didn't become pass interference. And it turned out that uh, Anthony Chaffee had uh, the interception. But really, aside from that, there weren't a lot of holding calls. I know there was a couple of illegal blocks. You're blocking in the back on special teams. You're always going to get those. Those no yards. Those will pile up. But really, I don't know if there was any egregious, you know, what the heck was that kind of penalty? I think this is just the norm in the CFL. 8, 9, 10, 11 penalties, around 80, 90, 100, 110 yards. I think that's just the nature of the game. Anthony on email writes, Rick, what an ugly game, but a win is a win, and this is a game we should have won. Offense had a lot of points left on the board. Player of the game, Cariel Brooks. Love the fact we grinded this out after the score being 4-1 at half. That email from Anthony. I still can't believe that. 1-1 after the first 4-1 at halftime. I don't think either of these teams wanted to win the game at, in the first half. Like, yeah, we're just showing up. And who knows, in a couple of quarters' time, one team will win. If it's us, great. If not, oh. <laughs> 21-7, the final score. Ticats beating Ottawa. Hamilton 7-2 and after their first nine games. They have not been 7-2 and 
since 1998. That's a long time ago. Think about where you were, what you were doing, how old you were in 1998. Back to Twitter. Matthew writes, a huge win for the Ticats today. Offense needs to be better in the red zone. My hashtag player of the game goes to the defense because they kept us in it today. So the D closing the gap on Braylon Addison. Addison with seven votes, the D with six. 905-645-3221, star 9900 on your cell. You can email rick at 900chml.com on Twitter. At Rick Samprin, at AM900CHML. Also broadcasting live on CHML's Facebook page. You can send us a note via Facebook. Waiting patiently, Harold in Ancaster. Harold, how are you? I'm good. Uh, I don't think we have to worry. I think Evan's problem is he just hasn't had enough game time. And I think it'll come. Uh, It's there. But... uh, that's what happens when your number one quarterback goes down. When the second string quarterback comes in, if he hasn't had the playing time, it takes a few games for him to get uh, in the rhythm of uh, the way the offense works. But seven and two, I'll take that. I mean, uh, uh, you know, we have to go back a lot of years to have a Hamilton team be seven and two. 1998 was the last time it happened. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll take that all day. That's more than three decades ago. Yeah, I'll take that. Sure. Who's your uh, player of the game today? Um, I think it's got to be Addison. Well, I like that vote. That was my vote. Harold, appreciate the call. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Already you too, Rick. Good. Thanks, Harold. Sorry to cut you off there. It was good chatting with you too. Braylon Addison, yeah, my vote for player of the game. He had another solid game. He is just a contributor. He contributes. He makes plays. He makes big plays. Caught eight passes for 100 yards. He had five carries for 16 yards. Can stretch the defense, can catch over the middle, can catch in traffic. Has no fear, can run through the tackles. Or between the tackles, or around the tackles. (laughs) He's a very versatile player. Brad on Twitter writes, the wins for the Ticats keep piling up. Defense was great all night. Addison was a standout on offense. Thought Cameron Marshall was impressive. Acklin had a few massive plays. Evans was pretty good, but could I, I could do without the two interceptions. Yes, very much so. He was, I mean, he was decent. Dane Evans was decent tonight. I think that's the proper word to use. 24-39, just over 61% completion percentage, 299 yards, one TD, but those two interceptions. If he didn't have those two interceptions and they ju- and even get field goals out of those two possessions, I think we're saying that, yeah, Dane Evans is making some progress. And I think for the most part he is, but, and I know there's always that but there, I, I just can't stand those turnovers in the end zone. It really grinds me, and I'm sure <laughs> the coaching staff is going to be talking to him about that. Email from Rebecca. I'm not pessimistic about Evans, not yet anyway, but winning despite two end zone interceptions is not going to happen very often. And that's a good point. If this Ticats team is playing Edmonton or is playing Winnipeg or Calgary or who knows, maybe even Saskatchewan, and 
they're scoring four points in the first half, I can almost guarantee you those teams that I just named are not scoring one point in that half. It's just not happening. They're just too good in all facets of the game, not just on offense or not just on defense or not just on special teams. Those teams are well-rounded teams. Email from Angelo. Hi, Richard. Angelo, it's just Rick. Uh, that was not Tiger Cat football. Totally discouraging. Good teams progress week to week with no time off. This was a setback as far as I'm concerned. I know the coach isn't happy about that. Enjoy today and tomorrow, but back to work Monday, boys. Player of the game, Evans. Ange from the Creek. So Dane Evans getting some love for player of the game. I don't know. I don't know. thought he was rather ordinary. Alan writes, here's the ultimate question. Is Dane Evans that inaccurate with the throwing, or do you think that his style of throw and those bullet throws to the receivers is what guys like Jones and Tasker are having a hard time catching? Banks even had a hard time in the end zone last week, catching that bullet in the chest. Masoli's throws are something they are used to, and Dane Evans throws the harder bullets. Getting used to those throws, and all of a sudden his pass percentage is better. There's a little bit of that. I mean, Dane Evans doesn't have a gun. I mean, he, he just doesn't have a gun of an arm. He's got a good arm. But, I mean, he's not blowing guys out of the water. I think it all comes down to the timing, the experience. I mean, he has four starts in the league. That's not a heck of a lot. The timing's got to be better. Yeah, some throws have to be better. I mean, the bubble screen is a great example of that. That was a throw that was behind Brandon Banks. That has to be just in front of him so he can catch the football and use that momentum to head upfield. That catch was behind him. He had to kind of cross over his body to get it. Couldn't. Uh, next thing you know, the football is 15 yards behind him, and he's got to get it to uh, to retain possession. So, yeah, Dane Evans has got to get better. And we're seeing that, I think, just minutely, incrementally minutely from Dane Evans. Email from Ed. Hi, Rick. Bottom line, the Ticats won. They're number one in the whole CFL. I don't care who anyone would pick for QB if a draft was held now. Where are Caleros and the other top picks? Evans is here and winning. And QB Watford, with his size, gives meaning to punching the line. He got it done. The Cats have a team identity, and that is a winning one. Small details missed, assignments, and bad penalties have to be addressed, but this is a winning team. I can remember a few years ago when we were 0-8 and then 0-14. Stop whining, everyone, and look at the scoreboard. We won, and we are going to keep winning. This team is coming together and is proud and believes in themselves and we'll get the job done. I'm expecting a great cup appearance. Go Ticats, go. All the best, Ed. Ed, I think you made some good points. But I think we as fans, yeah, we're happy with the win. 21-7, to great team win. They won a game that neither team seemed to be at least offensively interested in winning. But this Ticats team got the job done. I think as fans, we're always looking for that perfect performance, and we never end up getting it. Sometimes we get close, but we never end up getting it. And today was far from a perfect performance. You also have to take into account the opposition. And today's opposition for the Ticats just wasn't good. I mean, Ottawa is just not a very good football team. Defensively, not bad. Special teams, meh. They're all right. 
I'm not going to scare anyone, especially in the return game. But offensively, that team just can't score. And I think Ticats fans are looking at this offense and saying, man, we got to score a few more points. So they scored 24, or pardon me, 19 versus Saskatchewan. 35 against BC. That was a great comeback, you know, 15-point rally. 21 against Ottawa. I'm just looking ahead of that Calgary-Edmonton-Winnipeg stretch. Calgary-Edmonton-Winnipeg-Edmonton stretch. And thinking, can this team score enough points to win? Jeff on CHML's Facebook page says, Defense played well today. Nice to see that finally happen. Player of the game, the defense. So another vote for the D. And Heidi writes, Defense looked really sharp. Great tackling. Should have been more points in the game. Very impressed with Marshall's play. Evans is improving each game. Player of the game, Addison or Acklin. Well, we'll give it to both. Love the move that Jalen Acklin made on his touchdown reception. Makes the catch, does a little shimmy, bam, he's into the end zone. That's awesome. That comes down to preparation, practice, and of course, when the time came, and it did come today, execution. And Jalen Acklin got the job done uh, when it mattered most. Out of town scoreboard update. Uh, early in the second quarter, about three and a half minutes in, the Stampeders lead the Alouettes. 8-3. to three. So again, if Calgary can beat Montreal, we know that Edmonton beat Toronto earlier in the week. We obviously know that Hamilton beat Ottawa. Things are coming up roses for this Ticats team this week once again, as all the other Eastern teams are going down to defeat. Mark on Twitter, at Rick Samprin, writes, Hate this talk about the West being so good. Cats beat three of the big four haven't played esks yet show some respect hashtag fifth quarter mark yeah great point great point ticats already beat calgary ticats already beat winnipeg split with saskatchewan those are all factual statements but you and i think every other ticats fan out there knows that no matter what the team when you're playing back to back to back weeks on the road no matter what the opponent, that's tough. That travel, that wear and tear, staying in hotels, traveling, a different routine than, you know, a week at home and a week on the road and a week at home, that's going to be taxing. It is. It's going to be taxing. And I'm not saying that's going to be the be-all and end-all. Hey, they're on the road for three games. They're not going to win those. Yeah, they can still win. I'm just saying it's going to be tough. Those are not going to be anything close to being guaranteed wins at all. Calgary's going to want some revenge. Edmonton's going to want to show the league that they are a true Grey Cup contender. Winnipeg's going to want some revenge for their earlier loss against Hamilton. Those are going to be some tough games. Again, I'm not saying the Ticats are going to lose all those games, but they're going to be tough games. And in that four-game stretch, hey, Ticats go 2-2. Two and two, I'll call that a victory. No ifs, ands, or buts. All right, we're going to run. Thanks to all our callers today. Big props to uh, technical producer Donna Pollard. Thanks once again. Our player of the game, voted by you, the fans, is Braylon Addison. And our fifth quarter fan of the night is Dave, our number one caller today. We're back at it one week from tonight as the Ticats are in BC. Thanks for listening to the fifth quarter, powered by Eastgate Ford on 900 CHML. The fifth quarter after every Ticats game on AM 900 CHML.
The Fifth Quarter Podcast is available on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Rick Samprin. Thanks again for listening. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. It's free, so you never miss an episode. And make sure you rate and review.